What is up, family? It's Auntie CJ here, back again with another podcast entry. Okay, um, let me just start off with this before I forget. And it's right here. I'm kind of ready, kind of not. <laughs> you already know. Oh my goodness. My hand hurts so bad. I started this new job. Let me tell you, at first, I wanted to be like the cool kids. Nobody was wearing gloves, right? And I'm going to be honest with you. At first, um, the job, it, it really, it looked easier if you didn't have no gloves. So, yesterday was my first day and like the gloves kept getting stuck. So I was like, no, I really don't want to do this. I'm just going to use my hands. But then I went home and I found out, oh, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to eat. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. But yeah, I found out. I'm like, my skin is really, really sensitive. And I need to wear the gloves. <laughs> so I put the gloves on today. I feel so much better because my hand's still raw because I started off not wearing the gloves, of course, but then I went on break and I was like, oh, let's try these gloves one more time because the first time I was like, no, it's not going to work, but you just got to keep trying, man. Keep trying. So here we go. Being... A caretaker, rescuer, or savior is not an identity. When our worth gets wrapped up in how much we give, we may unconsciously block ourselves from receiving. The growth for this archetype is to practice opening, letting in support, and directing their energy towards self-care. Um, again, it's been heavily, heavily on my mind to keep preaching this, y'all. We cannot overextend ourselves and fill these roles up because, you know, everybody around is doing bad. Okay, whatever. But we be feeling like somebody died and like ordained us to go ahead and and save people. Like no nobody, nobody, nobody did. We just assume that because we went through whatever we went through, that it is our duty. We just have to because because nobody did that for us. We know how it feels. You get so wrapped up being a giver and being a nurturer, being a mother to people who are not your kids, and also over over parenting. You know, doing too much for your kids because you're like, oh, my mama didn't do this for me. So I'm going to do everything I can for you. 
and it really just messes everything up it messes up the natural order of things you know things happen for a reason but you gotta know We just like to take on that role ourselves and, you know, make ourselves that person because we're like, why not? I want to save the world. I want to make a difference. Whole time. Whew, girl, you just end up getting taken advantage of, not appreciated, and not going to lie to you, um... Things end up not in all situations, but for the most part, um, things don't always turn out the way you think it's going to turn out just because you do a good thing. Like, you do a good deed, and you're like, oh, well, I'm so sure that if I do all of these things, People are going to appreciate me and see my effort and, re- and reciprocate that to me, right? <laughs> that's that's what we believe. That's what we like to think. Let me tell you from experience, that's not what happens all the time. It's rare cases that it does. But, um, mm-mm. Nope. It's a no. It's a no. Sad. It's sad, but it's true. I'm not going to hold you up here, okay? Um... I really, I didn't want to come on here and be negative on this one. <laughs> I know, so unlike me. But no, seriously, I really have been reflecting a lot. Not because I wanted to. I really didn't, like, set out any intentions. Okay, all right. My tripod, I want to write. Act right. That's great. Okay, I really didn't want to, you know, see these parts that were revealed to me, but you know, God is not waiting on you to get ready, okay? You don't have to, you don't have to know it all and, you know everything the correct way before you go to God you know for help God wants you exactly where you at so that he can show up and show out 
and remind you that, um, girl, it was never up to you on what you was going to go through, what you were going to experience, none of it. You got to know and trust that God knows what he's doing with every situation, every breakup, every job loss, every death. You got to know that it's a part of life. It's part of your life story. That's it. And once you let go of, this not supposed to happen to me. This not for me. No, I'm not going to do this. I'm going to do it that way. Then things will go smoother because uh, you got to release some of that control. It's not all yours. Every battle that you fight is not always yours alone to fight. You can give some of this stuff. I give it all, girl. You can give it to God, for real. You do not have to go through life and figure nothing out on your own. Unless you want to. A lot of people wear this badge of honor. I did all this by myself. Nobody helped me. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm so great. Like, okay, that's, that's cool. I mean, to each his own. Can't really tell nobody how to live. I'm not trying to tell you how to live. I'm just suggesting things. Just telling you what I did that would work for me. Some people want to try it. Cool. If you don't, that's cool too. People really be like getting offended, like, Y'all live like that? Y'all believe that? Like, dude, relax, okay? Relax. You can believe whatever you believe, okay? I'm not telling you what to do with your life. You trying to tell me I should stop believing in this because you found something else to believe in. Okay? I'm not saying that mine's is right. Yours is wrong. I'm not saying yours is right and mine's is wrong. I'm just saying, if I choose to believe in this, then leave me alone. Like, you don't have to uh, shove your knowledge down somebody's throat like that. And I really like that I actually attended this church. And the pastor, the bishop, whatever he was supposed to be called, um, he was preaching this. He's like, look, y'all don't have to shove Christianity down people's throat, okay? That's the number one um, way to get somebody to stray away from it because don't nobody want to hear that don't nobody want to deal with that because why do y'all think all of those Jehovah Witnesses <laughs> jokes are a thing like oh that is harassment please stop knocking on my door like man them Jehovah Witnesses will catch me random like down the street and they like run up to you hold on hold on wait you had a second to listen to the word. Oh my God. That is so good. You got a second to listen to the word. Do you want to know what happens after death? Like, dude, leave me alone. I did not ask you for this. Leave me alone. Um, The greatest thing about any product, any service, any idea is that... You really shouldn't have to force force anybody to support it, okay? You got to know that you're not selling to people. 
Okay? You're 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 selling for people. You're providing them with something that they already want. You don't have to convince them. You don't have to beat them down. You don't have to do none of that. You're doing them a service. They they want this. They should. If they don't, why would you knowingly... I don't know how that's supposed to be. Knowingly... Um, waste your energy, time and energy on something, someone that you know don't want you or don't want it. It just don't make sense. It don't make sense. All right, I'm going to figure this out. It's too much. It's too much. So, yeah, I just want to say that. What else did I want to say? Oh, man. I've been, oh, Lord, going through so much mentally every day. Every day has been something new. And every day I've just been like, be cool, girl. Be cool. Just take it one day at a time. One day at a time, right? So, um... I was talking to this guy at work and I was explaining to him basically all of my relationship issues or whatever. I really try to get this out, hurry up and get it out because I don't know what it is with people, but as soon as you walk into a new job, people like want to get booed up, and that's so weird to me. It's like, dude, relax, relax. This is, I don't think it's that serious. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's because I don't be thinking about it, but it's weird to me. Like, y'all really think every person you meet is single and available, and y'all just assume. And it's the entitlement for me. Like, why should I have talked to you just because we work together? Because it's convenient? Yep. That's why. That is why. And it's like, dude, live your life outside. Let work be work. And you can go outside and enjoy your life. You don't need to date and sleep with the people you work with. It's really unprofessional. I mean, it can happen. I'm not saying it's a terrible thing. I'm just saying that it don't, y'all don't have to do it every single time. And I don't even give people time to, oh yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Y'all don't give people time to get acclimated within the job or whatever. I don't know. But that's not what I was talking about. I was thinking about it, but that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about um, me just reflecting. Oh, yeah. It, it came up because I was talking about the job. So, yeah. Basically, I was talking to the guy at work, and I just started thinking about while well, I was talking about my past relationship. So, I started thinking about it. 
Then I went home further and had a dream about it. And this is what I came to. I woke up and I was like, wow, wow. And I didn't come up with it just based off that conversation. I'm also actually starting to really read this book, How to Do the Work. Whew, yes. And I didn't get too far, but I got far enough. And it was really just like sit with yourself and reflect about the things that you're repressing. So it was a scenario in the book, which was very similar to mine, that stated that one of the um, clients was having an issue in her life. And it was because, well, it wasn't just because, but basically her dad had died and she never dealt with the death. She suppressed it. And like all of her relationships resulted in just terrible um, up and down cycles of her being all for it or she wanted to um, leave. And so I resonated with that and I related to that a lot because I'm like, wow, this sounds just like me. Isn't that crazy? So... Yeah, she was basically having this therapy session. The therapist was like, you know, you never brought this up. You never said anything about your dad being dead and, you know, how it's affecting you. And basically, she was just like, well, I buried it. And, you know, I just didn't think about it anymore. And I didn't want to feel anything about it anymore. And, you know, that was that. But the therapist was like, you know, that's that's something big that you actually want to unpack and you actually want to address, you know, because it's actually affecting you currently. And so, just sidebar, um, (laughs) it's just reminding me of, like, I think it was a year or two ago when I was just really having these painful stressors that my mother was causing. And I just kept on, like, you know, my mom wasn't a good mom. She's bad. And all my siblings was like, no, no. She did the best she could. Where she is, she had. And I just couldn't see it. I just couldn't see it. I couldn't believe it. And I'm like, y'all tripping because I know that the mother y'all had was worse than the one that I got. So how can y'all sit here and say this? But it's a generational thing, you know. It's a generational gap between me and my older siblings. So I feel differently than they feel due to the resources that we have now. And that I'm aware of the toxic parenting that we had. And, you know, they ended up falling into the same line that my mother raised us in. And they had children, so they didn't really have time to really look look through the, the patterns that we're all living out. Um, but they kept telling me, like, forget it, it's in the past, you're not going to change her. And I'm like, look... I'm not trying to change the past. I was never trying to change the past, but you have to address the past in order to figure out and get through what you're currently going through in the present. Like the past, yeah, it's gone, but it it shaped you and molded you to who you are today. So you got to come to an understanding and acknowledge everything, the good, the bad, and the ugly. We like to push the ugly and the bad under the rug and just act like it's not there and that's so unhealthy so yeah anyways um back to the relationships I was thinking about and it just really got clear to me that 
um, all of the things that I have ever spoken about, about relationships to on this podcast, anybody in real life, just how negative I was toward it, right? At first, I could only really blame my mother because she was the only active, you know, parent in my life when I was growing up and still now, you know, she's the only one that's alive now. So I felt like she was my easy scapegoat and I was just easily could blame everything on her because why not? I felt like everything was her fault anyways because she should have never had me. That was just how I was thinking. That's how I think. (laughs) So... I, whatever I had an issue with, I'm like, it's my mama's fault. And then anytime I would say that in front of her, she's like, oh, well, my mama did the same thing. So that's how I just, you know, wrapped it up to it's my grandma's fault. And this is why everything is named after her. <laughs> so, yeah, that's how we keep getting here. That's how we keep getting here. So anyways, um... But what I discovered and what I learned for real is that um, I do blame my mothers in some way because she she do have uh, a um, what you call that a part in the blame of you know my creation and everything because she did enter a relationship with this man and they end up having raw sex and they had a baby so at some point because this is my whole thing and I don't care because I would say this about anybody not just my mama but anybody like girl you already had seven kids by a few different people come on now come on now like I you don't have no past you don't have no past after three times you you cannot make the same mistake seven times you can't make it you you Come on, you know better. You know better. So you just ignore it and you just did what you want to do. And then when you didn't get what you got <laughs> or what you wanted, you blame everybody and criticize everything. So yeah. Um Yeah, she don't get no pass. She will never get no pass with me. I'm straight. So, anyways, I wonder how loud is this gonna be. Hmm, it's not that loud. Maybe. Oh, so anyways I just got to thinking about how I just didn't have a solid relationship with my father <laughs> like, like even when he was alive like and I mostly blame my mom because I felt like she kept me away or whatever but really, like, my dad could have got me anytime he wanted. Like, my mom was never like, you can see your daughter. Da, da, da. I mean, at some point, you know, in the beginning when we got away from him, when she had to leave him or whatever. But as I got older, like, I was able to go see him, you know. But he was never, like, always calling me and making sure. Like, he didn't. He didn't. And so I always felt abandonment and neglect from both of my parents. So I just never really put it on him. And I think because he died so soon and just the state and relationship that we had, I just kind of, he just kind of got away with whatever he didn't do because 
all of my feelings now were focused on his death and not what we missed out when he was alive. So, yeah. I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And so basically what I'm saying though is that the partners that I end up choosing as I was growing up and when I started dating, um, they all started off emotionally unavailable and neglectful, um, abandoning, and they didn't give me the validation that I needed to basically feel seen or worthy. And that was important to me from either of my parents. So, of course, I went looking for it outside. Of course, that's what I thought. That's what I saw. I thought that's how you feel pretty. I thought that's how you feel worthy. If, you know, a boy likes you and you want to have sex with you and y'all have kids, I just thought that's what it was and that's that's what the goal was. But that was never the goal. The goal was and always will be to love and take care of yourself. Do for yourself. Have fun by yourself because people will ruin your life. <laughs> that's the gist I got of it. And that's why I was so anti marriage i was so inside kids because i looked at my parents and all their failed marriages all their failed kids and i'm like now why would we want to keep repeating this cycle why would we want to do that because i look at my life i'm 28 i feel like i have nothing going for me i feel like i'm just a waste of space i feel like there was no plan for my life and i just got stuck here in this loop of society and they expect me to work feed myself bathe myself close my like it's a lot i did not ask to be here and i don't want to do none of this for what why do, why would i want to work a job 40 hours a week six seven days like for live this kind of why would i want to live like why <laughs> i just don't understand and so because it just be it just be that for me because even like the poor countries you know, they be like, all oh, these kids starving in Africa. All oh, these kids been starving in Africa for like 28 years, as long as I've been born. Why do these people keep having kids? But everybody keeps talking about this lazy, and we don't have kids. They are our um our race go instinct. So what? We we're obviously systematically, systematically disproportionate. It haven't it hasn't worked. We haven't got no reparations. We haven't got no justice. We haven't got nothing. We keep getting killed, you know, in more creative ways than not. So it's like, why would I want to keep doing this and repeating this cycle, right? Why? But, but then it's crazy because, like, every other day I'd be like, yeah, I think I do want to have a kid. Why not? Why not ruin somebody else's life? I don't care. Who cares about me in my life? Nobody. Nobody. But, you know, they say life is a blessing. And, I mean, this this human experience, it's, it's all right. Like I said, it's all right. On the journey. Taking it one day at a time. Yeah. Keep up with that. I mean, it's a straight. It's not bad. But I'm just saying, it, it can, it's, it's bad for a lot of people. So, it's not all good, man. It's not all bad, but it's not all good. Okay? Let's be honest. Let's be honest. Even if you have money. And I'm going to keep saying this, okay? Because this is the truest reference. And the only reference I feel that you can get it. 
Mac Miller <laughs> was a white man, okay, 26 years old. He had millions of dollars, was the GOAT um, rapper of his, you know, whatever. What do you call it? Genre of his group? Yeah. Overdosed on drugs. You think he can afford therapy or any of that other stuff to go get help? No, 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 no. It's, it's, it's bigger than that. It's bigger than what you what you see. It's bigger than what you know. Life is something else. It's something else. And once you know, you can't unknow. Okay? Somebody said that the American dream um, is only believed when you're asleep. Right? And so, there's this whole spiritual thing about having awakening and being awake it means when things are more clear when you can see beyond what you see with your two eyes and you see with your third eye and you see all these other things and then now you can't unsee them you cannot unknow and then you now have the the power the choice and the decision to do what's right spiritually or what's right in the world and you can either act like you don't know or, or you know. It's, it's a lot, man. It's a lot. It's, it's not as easy as it sounds. And that, But it's easier to live life and coast through life being asleep. Because you don't have to worry about the consequences. Because you don't know. You don't know if you do this, that that's what's going to happen. You don't know if... You know, you put this out, this is going to come back. You don't know. So you just, I'm just going to get drunk. I'm just going to get high. I'm just going to have sex with all of these people. I don't care because you're not really aware of the effects that's happening to you or the things that's coming into your life and all the circumstances that keep passing you by, all the events that you keep, you, you don't understand it. You can't see it. So you're not, you know, ever just, being attacked with all of these thoughts, you know, like it's a thousand right things to do. It's a thousand wrong things to do. And you're not really having to fight which one you have to choose. Like you're not, you're just whatever, whatever. I don't care. I don't care about anything. Nobody cares about me. I just want a whole lot of money. I just want a million dollars. That's it. And I just want to stop working. Like, dude, it's more to life than being rich and not working. Like, that's so boring. What are you going to do with your life? What are you going to do? You have to generate money some way, okay? That's just it. Because it it doesn't matter. Billionaires still work. The guy who invented Tesla still is, what else can I do next? Apple people, after Steve Jobs died, oh, what are we about to do next? Because they still have to generate money. You have to... It's a part of the world. It's a part of the rat race. It's a part of it. This whole little game. Okay? It's a part of it. And people just can't wait to get out of it. And it's like, and then you're going to do what? It, you, y'all think it's not set up this way on purpose? Okay? You think it's not expensively outrageous to go to college and graduate and get a degree? And just the... I mean, they, it's literally like a noose. You're going to hang yourself. You got to take these student loans because there is just no way. 
I really used to think, you know, that stuff was simple. I'm like, because people would be like, yeah, I make 30000 in a year, right? You're like, oh, 30000 great. Yo, I make $50,000 in a year. And I'm and I'm going to tell you, you would think I could have saved half. You would think I could have saved 15 You would think I could have saved 10 You would think I could have saved 5 I can't. Girl, where did the money go? Taxes, Social Security, living. And day by day, you getting that money in increments. You getting it by the checks. Union dues. All this other crazy stuff. They they make you have insurance. They do this, do that. Gas, utilities, lights, food. You got to think about all of these other things. But y'all just thinking about these random general numbers. But you're not looking at birthday parties. This, somebody died, funeral, blah, 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 blah. Birthday anniversary. I mean, it's so much. And it's only so much you can do in a month. And then rinse due. And then after that, like two weeks after that, rinse due again. I promise you. I promise you. You just pay rent. It's due again. It's due again. And then you think, oh, I'm about to buy a house. Oh, guess what? The mortgage due. The house insurance. Da 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 You think you're getting away from this? You think you're getting away from paying the government? You think? <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> You go outside, you go to the store, it's tax on this, it's tax on that. They tax you on the money you make from your job. Like, then they tax you on the taxes you make, you didn't take out. Da, 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 da. It's like, you are not, you're not going to win. You're not. And then it's a crime if you don't have a job. It's a crime if you try to live free off the grid. It's a crime if you try to save rainwater. It's a crime if you live in your car. Hold on. I can't afford a house, man. But it's a crime if I sleep in my car that I own. Okay. They they started doing all that stuff to the farmers, telling them this, telling them that, they can do this. You can do so much on your land. It's some places you can't even grow your own food in an apartment. Like, (sighs) why? Um, I'm sorry, y'all. Ha! I said that I was not going to come over here and be negative. Okay. All right. Look, this is what I'm, I am trying to implement in my life because, um, I realized, well, I didn't realize, but the, oh, we, oh, wow. This is a cut. No wonder. I'm like, my hand is burning. Oh, God. I cut myself. I'm my adrenaline so high I didn't even know. I could feel it, but I ain't think nothing of it for real. But no, I was <laughs> I was watching Will and Grace and Wow, I'm really bleeding, so this must have been racing. Oh you know what? I think it's cause my skin's so dry. I was watching Will and Grace recently and it was helping me live life a little bit. I was laughing. I needed a good show because these shows that I've been watching, oh, girl, draining my energy. And I'll be wondering why I'd be so mad, so volatile, man. It's because of all the stuff that I just put in me. You know, you got to be careful with the books you read, the music, TV, all of that, because it will affect you. Anyways, um, I was saying I want to be positive. I was learning that from Will and Grace. And they were saying, you know, sometimes you just can't tell people the truth. You just got to not not lie. But 
say things vaguely in a way where it's not critical and not negative. And I'm really trying to practice this and implement it because I realized that even with this job, I want to be here for two days. And I'm like, oh, girl, because I really wanted to start this job off fresh because when I left my last job, it was too personal. I got too involved and like I absorbed too much energy and like it will cause me to act different. And so I wanted to come in behaving the way I was always expected to behave, which is to not talk because I don't want people to get offended for real because there are going to be days when I just don't want to talk. So I just wanted to be known as a quiet person coming in because please stop talking to me because I don't want to offend nobody and I don't want to keep carrying that stuff home. I don't want to repeat what I just left, okay? So I'm like, uh, I'm not going to do what I don't want to do because at that last job, I didn't want to talk. I didn't want to be nice. I didn't want to do none of that. But I was, you know, under the impression I was anxious about performing well and meeting that standard, trying to please my mom and do all of that. But I'm done with that. I'm so done. I'm living for me and I'm feeling great because I have offended a lot of people and I do not care if I'm living my best life. But what I'm saying is with that, when I say I offend people, I'm just saying I'm not doing what they want me to do, which is talking to them and engaging with them because I don't owe you that. However, um, small talk is inevitable and it's necessary people keep telling me it's normal and that's how you make the day go by blah 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 and it's not a bad thing you know to talk and be cordial and be nice to people so I'm like why can't I just do that like why do I have to always be so critical and negative like why does everything out of my mouth have to be a critique or a negative observation like why can't I just be cool like for real so that's something I'm working on. That's something I'm about to practice and implement because also within the book, she was saying, you know, you just have these negative thoughts and your thoughts become your behavior and your identity some way. And at the end of the day, you just got to remind yourself that you're not your thoughts. And even though I have a lot of negative thoughts, these thoughts are, you know, isolated. They're just on their own. It's not who I am. I'm not, um, it's not my identity. So I don't have to always feel like um I have to go along with however I'm thinking you know just oh no you don't have to be that so anyways I was learning from Will and Grace to basically oh this is this is good I might have missed the date hold on enjoy by oh no I ain't missing They were saying, you just got to tell people they're doing a good job, even if they're not, you know? (laughs) Just, great, I support you. You just got to exaggerate words in a way where it's like, you know, it's cool. It's cool. It shouldn't take too much energy. Energy. I don't want you to feel like you got to rehearse any lines or remember anything. Just do you, man. And just just be cool because I realize now that it's just it's annoying when somebody always just got some negative to say and it's crazy because I can see that in other people but I, I just could not acknowledge it within myself I could not see it 
But I remember one of my coworkers. I miss him so much. Like, I swear, if I can go back to this job and just work with him, I would. But um, he will always just remind me, or he will always, like, test me and, like, give me my own medicine. He like, oh, see, it's not so fun when people don't agree with you or did this. And I was like, you know what? Thank you for that. It, I didn't I didn't like experiencing it, but once he brought it to my attention that that's what he was doing, I was like, oh, I see from y'all point this is not fun. This sucks, and that's horrible, and that's so irritating that a person will always just go against everything you say. And my whole thing was, oh, I'm just a devil's advocate. I don't like being biased, blah, 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 blah. Like, I had an excuse. I had a... I had every answer in the book for everything somebody had to say because it just had to go my way or no way, right? Toxic. So, yeah. I'm learning to just go with the flow and just be more nice and have more fun. I realize now that I feel like the peak of my breakthrough, of my breakdown with that job was really just, I was holding so much in and I just had to be so responsible. I had to be the adult in every situation. And for me, it was like these older people taking advantage of my ability to be wise, of my ability, of my discernment and everything. And I'm just like, y'all playing me because y'all getting the benefits of me being wise, me being responsible. But it's killing me because I'm young And I just feel like all of this stress that I have, it should not be mine alone. And I shouldn't be carrying it. And I just felt it was unfair. And I was being taken advantage of by adults. And I just didn't feel safe. So I was like, no thanks. But, um, yeah. And at this job, I'm just, I feel so much better. Oh, my gosh. I really thank God that this is where he wanted me to be. I had to go through some things while I had to go a different way to end up here, but it all worked out. Um, but I really pray. I really pray. Because I, I don't know if you know, but I was ready to throw in the towel. <laughs> As I always am. Every time I don't have a job, every time I don't know what I'm doing or where I'm going, just, be, just I mean, the same fashion. And honestly, around the same time, <laughs> around the same time for me before I got that last job. I mean, this is the exact situation that happened. Um, I threw it inside and I was like, you know, I'm straight, I'm good on all of this. But God worked it out. God worked it out. He gave me what I can do, gave me what I needed. And it's not easy, but it's not hard. You know, I feel like it's, it's just up to me on whether I'm going to surrender or try to control everything. And I'm not going to lie, just taking it day by day because I'm just releasing some of this control and opening up my hand more a little bit and stop trying to hold everything so tightly together to go my way. Um, however, um, it just gets uncomfortable being uncomfortable. And it's 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 a war. It's a fight within myself. And I'm like, I just don't want to do that. <laughs> I don't have to. I just feel like, uh. but it's like, girl, if you don't do this, you're not going to grow, okay? And I don't know how many times you got to keep going through this, and it's painful. And it's like, you keep saying you're tired, but I don't think you're tired. And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I wanted to say. So, 
basically in the book I was learning that all of the things that I was thinking about they manifested (laughs) so my thoughts became real because I was so focused on it and um oh my goodness that was something for me because I'm like you know what that's crazy it's so crazy but true so all of those negative thoughts manifested and so that's why um I've been trying to I don't know if I've been trying to do it on this podcast or not but in real life and all of my self-development I've been trying to um, preach that you got to speak life over your life. You got to encourage yourself. And you got to believe that better is yet to come. And you got to believe that there is good on the other side of this bad time. You got to believe that there is something great on the other side of your fear. Um, you have to. You have to have faith. You have to. All you need is a mustard seed of faith. And things can and will turn around for you. And your thoughts become things. As a man thinketh, so is he. So you have to really redirect and manage your thoughts to make sure that you're thinking positively so that the things that you think about are the things that you want to happen. You keep thinking, and that's the thing with me. I know what I don't want. I know what I don't want to do. Guess what kept coming to me? The things that I didn't want. (laughs) The things that I didn't want to do. And so... I kept myself so small and in this box and in this, I don't want a relationship. Guess what? I attracted all of the men who didn't want a relationship. However, I secretly did, but I just, just from my father's death and all the things that I didn't address, right? And this is just basically how I feel about um, the whole my life thing, the whole abandonment thing is wrapped up is wrapped up in two parts. It's wrapped up in my father leaving me, dying so early on me. And I feel like that was my um I feel like it was a better parent for me. So I'm like, damn this is messed up because I feel like that could have been a good thing for me. Everybody got so many good things out of him when he was alive, and I just feel like I missed out, and I just feel like it wasn't fair because, like, my older siblings had to have him as a father when they was grown. He helped them with their car and this and that, and I just didn't get any of that. My mama just left me cold in the dark just growing up, and after he died, like, she just didn't step up and be there for me. She's still not here for me now, so it's like, Damn, so that's the abandonment that I'm having currently, livingly. So, it was just all of that and just that. And I just kept dwelling and just thinking that because this is how I came into the world, because this is where I am now, I kept uh, romanticizing the idea that this is how it was always going to be. It's always going to be bad. It's always going to be this. I'm going to get cheated on. I'm going to be a single mother like my mother. I'm going to do this. I'm going to get abused. I'm going to do that. Da, da, da. Actually, I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> my mama did get abused. And, um, <coughs> Jesus. I said that I would never. Man, you got to be careful with the word never. But I said that, um, I basically said I didn't want to go through that. But I never um, 
Like, and I've dealt with some crazy, wild people. Like, I've dealt with some abusers. And I did not get abused. <laughs> I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm just saying that to say that I was never focused on that. I was always focused on being used sexually, being a uh, baby mama, and not being in a relationship. So I never focused on really getting abused. So I think that's why I didn't get abused because I didn't attract it. I I wasn't thinking so negatively about it or whatever. So it never manifested, which was great. Thank you for thank you God. Uh, yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. So hopefully somebody got something out of this. I know I'm gonna get something out of this later. Um. I'm just praying I continue to read this book. It's going to be great. It's really helping me so far. I feel much lighter and much clearer on the things that could possibly be, like, wrong with me. It are things that I never got the time to really address, face, and heal from. You know, I feel like like, when my dad died, I just had to hurry up and get over it. Man, I, I just did not have no time to grieve. And then people just kept dying. My grandma died. My other grandma died. Auntie died. Uncle died. My auntie just died. I'm like, what the freak? And then, that's another thing, right? So, when my father died, um, I didn't want to live anymore. I just thought it was stupid. I didn't, why would I live without my father? It was stupid. <laughs> it was stupid. Cause I, I, and I, I, this is when he died. I really just thought negatively. And I'm like, my mama is not gonna be there for me. I manifested my whole life. I'm like, my mama's not gonna be there for me. It's gonna be super hard for me. That is everything. I spoke death. I spoke death over my life then and over the years I've just been circling around death wishing on death thinking about death and then I'm sitting here like with with just recently with my job because everything was going great for me I had a good high paying job I was doing whatever what I knew how to do it wasn't too hard but you know, I made it hard. I added those stresses on me. I carried all of that stuff with me. I put all that stuff on my back because I was coming back to death. I was coming back to no matter what, I want to die. That's just what it was. And I just didn't have any life breathing into me. I didn't breathe life over myself. I wasn't having fun. I didn't go out and didn't do anything fun with the money. I was saving it. I was, and then I just kept thinking about just not living because I felt like all of my money was going towards debt. I was trying to pay off this debt. And then stuff just kept coming up that I just had to pay for. And I just kept thinking, damn, it's hard. It's expensive to live. <laughs> Death sounds pretty good. And it was the easy way out. It was. It's, it's always going to be a simpler thought. But ultimately, none of us really, really want to die. We all want to live. We all just want the pain and suffering to go away. But... Mm-hmm.
Good luck. It's definitely manageable and livable. And you can keep going. You got this. You're strong. We're going to get through this one day at a time. I don't care. If we got to go slow, we can go super molasses slow. I don't care how it looks. It can look crazy. It can be real deep, dark, and depressing. I don't care. But we're not going to give up on life. You can quit the job, as I did. You can quit the relationship. You can leave. It's going to hurt a whole lot. You can do whatever you want. You know? It's not over until it's over. You don't want to prematurely end your life just because things are looking crazy. Stuff look crazy for a lot of people at a lot of different times. Stuff happening to rich people, broke people, whatever. Fat people, skinny people, it don't matter. <laughs> people think they got it hard, but somebody else is wishing that they had your problems, your life, and, you know, you just never know. You never know. And we all going through stuff. So don't be jealous and don't wish your life on somebody else because you don't know how good they're making it look and how bad they really got it. You don't know. A lot of people assume and judge me because of how I hold myself, how I carry myself. You don't know (laughs) what I go through every night. You don't know how many times I be crying. You do not know, okay? Because that's what the thing was about that job. Like, I showed up, and I'm like, y'all don't know how many blood, sweat, and tears, real tears, real sweat that I put into this job. And I just felt like they played me, and I just was not playing myself. No, I wasn't. I just wasn't. My peace is priceless. You think I'm about to slave and die over this job when I feel like I'm already dying? And how I how feel like I'm already dying I'm making all of this money. And it's just me. I don't have no kids. How is that? How, how do I feel? I'm so depressed. And I have nothing to complain about. How is that? Exactly. Love yourself. Love others and mind your business. Have a good day and a better tomorrow. Peace.